I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Heidi. We have 30 years combined experience in the beauty industry that we want to share with you. We want to help you build a strong foundation for a better beauty business. think we should change our intro because that was back when we very first started that was probably the first thing we ever recorded it was it was the very first day. and so we were very nervous we on were. even hearing our own voices <laughs> we were it, what that intro took us like forty six thousand takes no, I, re- I think it was like three but we were just reading it off a piece of paper i think it took us a little more than three but it wasn't forty six thousand. no but she's, she exaggerates you know just by like 45,000. Right, just um, a tiny bit. But I think we should re-record that here soon since we're coming up on our year anniversary in April. We are. So maybe we'll switch it up for you guys a little, make it a little more exciting. I don't know how you make that super exciting, <laughs> but you know, at least we could be a little more instead of like robots who are going to help change your life. <laughs> we'll be really well, excited about it. You know, we were nervous. And we'll be like Valley Girl. Maybe? Oh, Should we yeah, do like Valley Girl? Like, oh my God. Uh, like, yeah. Oh. Or we could be like, oh, here we are <laughs> to tell you everything. Yeah, or we could be I like Diana Palmer. And then, you know, the Diana Palmer romance movies oh, <laughs> or yeah. books that were yeah. like super graphic juicy. Yes. Like they use the word juicy a lot for men. <laughs> yeah, which is not a, it's not even a good thought really. <laughs> no, but some of the words you're like. I'm like, juicy dudes? No. <laughs> No. no, but they were always in there. It was always a little bit. I don't. Like I didn't like, read her ever. But oh, my mom did. So, like, my mom read a lot of Harlequin novels yeah. and stuff. Like, so, like you were like, Ugh. but my mom was like, read this Sydney Sheldon book, which wasn't any better. No, you know, or Jacqueline, whatever. Right. You know, and I was just like, wow. And every for some reason, like in one of the books, like one of the authors that my mom, because it wasn't they weren't Harlequin novels. Right. I had to get them from the library. They weren't cheap books that you could sign up for in a club. Right. But um, I would get these books and like every single freaking guy or girl, like the main character in the book always had gray eyes. Oh. It was very weird. Like I was like, why does everyone have gray eyes in your book? Like it's very strange. Only the main characters though. Oh yeah. Only like the main you know, like the main like love interest or whatever it was had gray eyes. Like, and that's all they talked about was how like, you know, they're steely, steely gray eyes. They're icy gray eyes. Like I was like, okay. You're like, I'm a little creeped out by where all these gray eye people are coming from. Well, and I'm like, I'm just note to self, not dating people with gray eyes. Yeah. Apparently they're the only good lovers. I guess so. (laughs) That's what we hear. That's what I hear. That's what they have taught us from this book. Right. I read the, you know, like, so I read some of those and then flowers in the attic, which was like, oh, good choice. You know, you know, who hasn't read that? Oh, that book. Or I don't think I read the book. I saw the movie a lot. Oh, man. I read the books. There's yeah. a couple books. A few books. Yeah. Yeah. The movie freaked me out enough. Yeah. They were um, kind of creepy books. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, a, they were a little on the creepy side. Just a little bit. I can't even imagine. So anyway, we digress. Oh, once again, using the term I've always wanted to use. Yes. So today, guys, we are going to be interviewing Jessica Lewan. <gasps> welcome to the Take show. Your away. Yeah. <gasps> oh. uh, welcome to the show, Jessica. Uh, it's good thank to you. Have your you. home is lovely. Thank you. I've never been here before. 
Yes. This couch is really comfortable. Isn't it? Yeah. Try, just try to get out of it. Oh, I'm not going to ever. You can't. I'm going to be the lady in the couch. Mom, why is there some lady sleeping on our couch? <laughs> That's not an awkward conversation. <laughs> what? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, what did I say? This couch lady. <laughs> anyway, so we were kind of been interviewing each other so you guys could get to know us a little bit more. So last time we interviewed me and this time it's Jessica's turn. Um, you are in for a treat. We are. I do want to, I do want to tell them this. Where were you born? I was born in Vicenza, Italy. Yeah. Yep. My dad was in the military and my mom is full Italian and they, um, met and had me lucky them. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back to the United States two weeks before I turned a year old. Yeah. Yep. So like, that's like a, an interesting fact about her because when you talk to her, like you wouldn't know that she was born in another country because she doesn't talk like she was born in another country. So that was one of the things, like I knew her for several years before I figured out that she was. Well, an other interesting fact, I did not get my U.S. citizenship until I was 22. Yeah. And I remember that because you wanted to go to no, Italy. I, was I 22 or I might have been 20 because I went to Mexico when I was 21 right after. Mm. So I think I was 20 and I got my U.S. citizenship. She couldn't get a passport unless yep. she had her U.S. citizenship, yep. which then she you had to give up your Italian citizenship. Yeah, you have to give it up. But It was really weird. It was, like, it's a and very it was a huge odd, process. And yeah. They turned and it's just because your parents weren't married. Correct. And yeah. actually. When you were born. Well, so what actually though. they got married after you were born. Right. When we moved here, though, my parents paid the fee and everything. And it was like, nope, when she turns 18, she just chooses. I didn't have to go through anything. When I was 16, they changed that rule. Yeah, they changed the law. That said I had to actually go through. I'm not actually naturalized. I'm actually certified American through my father. So we had to do all this paperwork. My dad had to come up with all this stuff. Great that my grandmother was a saver Mm. because we had all the documents. But it took, and they turned the computer, like, you know, with the... Um, immigration they did some stuff with their systems where it was supposed to take six to nine months it took 16 months mm-hmm. my family all went back to italy i couldn't leave the country well, i could leave the country i just couldn't, just couldn't come, come back home yeah so you know my sisters and my mom went back to italy and dad and i stayed home and then that next year i got my citizenship yeah and now i can travel anywhere i want yeah but that's like an interesting fact that because um... if you meet me you wouldn't think that i'm half italian no, she doesn't really look half Italian. And le- until you see my mother. And, and yeah, I do and look like my mother. I'm just not dark. Well, she, none she, of us ended up with brown eyes or the no, dark hair. No, your mom has the brown eyes and dark hair. Yep. Uh, you are, but your dad's Polish. So yeah. you got more of that, the lighter Polish. Except for my mom, her, her grandfather was blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, that is yep. a part of Italian yep. culture. And as her, well. one of her brothers on was. Yeah. And so it just depends. Um, but yeah, so that is an interesting little fact yeah, for you guys. There's a, there's a tidbit about Jessica. Yeah. Um. So I know you did like a lot. You've done a lot of things with your life. Um. How did you decide to go to beauty school? Because you started beauty school when you were older too. Yeah, so. I was 27 when I started. So really, like I graduated high school. I never really wanted to go to college, but I was a really good, like my senior year, I got a 4.0, like I think I graduated with like a 3.8. So everyone's, and I was great at math. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Well, my dad was an engineer. He got his, you know, his degree from the University of Wyoming. My grandfather got his from the University of Wyoming. 
my, you know, I know a, a lot of people in my family are engineers. Everyone's like, well, you're good at math. They had started this new program where they did, they put all of the engineering students in the same core and you do all the classes together trying to build some support. Well, had I not got in then, it's really hard to get in once you've already started school. So dad's like, well, if you're kind of thinking about it. And I was like, I never wanted to go to college, but he's like, just get in it now. You can always drop. It's easier to drop than to go in. And I was like, okay, whatever. But literally, I was never that kid who was like, I'm going to do this when I grow up. I'm like, well, I'll get when I get to it, I'll get to it. Like, I'm just going to be a kid and I'll figure it out when I get there. Mm-hmm. Like, I never had the like big aspirations. I just knew something was, you know, life yeah. will happen and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I went to college, hated, hated, hated college because I'm a really fast paced person. And to sit there for a whole semester doing something I could do in three weeks it was really hard. Plus, my family moved away from Laramie when I went to college. So I got into college. I was supposed to live at home, and they moved here to Casper mm-hmm. in August. Right. So I had to move into the dorms with some girl who, um, a crazy other story, but right. you know, some girl. I, and then I didn't really have any friends because a lot of my friends went to college, other places. I had like one or two who stayed there, but we weren't all super tight friends. So I went, and it was... Ugh. So about my third semester, I just was like, I can't. Ugh. And so I actually failed out and was put on ac- academic probation. Mm-hmm. And so I moved back up here to Casper and was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. And then went through everything with my citizenship. And actually before my citizenship, I was actually going to join the Air Force. So I did everything for that. Well, I had my green card. And to get your citizenship, I had to send my green card in. Well, my recruiter was like, no big deal. I get down there the day before I have to leave. Like any of you who've been in the military, you get down there, you go down to MEPS and I'm ready. I've taken the test. I'd gotten one of the highest scores they'd ever seen because I had just finished doing a year and a half of engineering. So Mm -hmm. all the math stuff, they're like, what job do you want? One, do you want to leave? So that was great. And But the day I get down there, they do all that. They were like, you need to come with us. And I'm like, excuse me? And so we go in this room and he's like, you don't have your green card on you. You can't leave. And he shuts the door and he goes, okay, let it all out. And I was like, mother, blah, blah. I was pissed. Oh, I would have been too. Oh, I, and the guy was great. He was like, just do it, you know, let it out. You you deserve to. I get back and my recruiter was like, well, I didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. So he bring this commander down and I was just still pissed. I was really proud of myself because I was a super shy kid. Mm. And I sat with that commander and he's like, whatever it takes, we'll get you back. And I was like, nope. Not doing it. I said, you already screwed me over once. How, you know, my dad's uh, retired army. My mm-hmm. grandfather was in, you know, the army when, it, or the Air Force when it was still part in World War II. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of me was, I was afraid to go too because right. I was really shy. Mm-hmm. But part of me was like, no, you don't get to keep doing this. Right. Like, this is my first encounter with you. Yeah. First of all, you're the military. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to know what the fuck you're doing? Exactly. So I, Decided not to go there. And then that would have been. So then I just worked in Casper for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back to Laramie and finish school. So I moved back and lived there. Did school for a little bit. Hated it again. I was like, "Mm, no. And so then I was just working. And I decided I was going to. I was like, oh, I've always loved doing makeup. It was great. I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. I'm just going to pack up. I am moving to L.A. And it will be fine. So I just packed up my car one day, drove out there, checked stuff out for like two days and drove home. And I was like, yep, I'm going to makeup school. I'm going to just go live out there. Life is going to be beautiful because, you know, they make it like moving out there is going to be amazing. You're going to have this awesome life. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's not. 
So I moved out there. I went to makeup school. I actually ended up working at the makeup school to kind of fill in for money um, and being like an assistant teacher and, you know, kind of doing that, but mostly in the office. And um, I worked on some stuff. What I never realized is you don't get paid very much to do makeup. And when you are not, um, and when I was there, you didn't have to, I think they've changed it now to do makeup even on sets. You have to be an esthetician. You have to be licensed because they had so many issues of, or you have to be certified or something now, Mm -hmm. but they've changed some stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I was there, so you could do, so I was like, okay. And getting jobs was not easy, but they have film schools, but you'd, get paid nothing but you'd have to be like 16 hour days drive yourself there it was just ugh. and pretty much you sit around and wait for people to sweat mm-hmm. i was like ugh, this is horrible you know once again way too slow paced right and so i lived out there for about two years quit working at the school and then so my last makeup job i made 300 dollars for a month it was one month of this film i had a kit they paid me like 25 bucks for my kit you know, stuff, 300 bucks. We had to drive like two hours back and forth every day, long days. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I was living with a girl I had went to um, makeup school with. And I was like, I'm done. I got to go. I packed up my car. I moved back here and I was like, I'll just do makeup in Wyoming. Well, you can't do, <laughs> well, the biggest thing is you can't do makeup anywhere in Wyoming without being licensed. So the girl I was getting my hair done from was like, hey, if you go, are you going to get your, you know, skincare? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do esthetician because I want to do makeup. I'm just going to do skin. Right. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm opening a place. Would you come work for me? And I'm like, okay, sold. So I started, I moved back in September of 04, got a job waiting tables and then started in January with Heidi. We, you know, my program was what, 600 hours. I was done in May. Um, and then I went to work for her for about a year. And I really, you know, I learned a lot. I learned that I don't love working commission and I hate doing facials. So I really was like, ugh, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh. Mm-hmm. So I went out on my own. Um, a girl I'd, we went to school with had a little shop. So I did that for about six months. And then right. I was like, well, I think I'll go finish my hair, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. I moved to Cheyenne and did that, went for about two months and was like, well, this sucks because there's a lot of perms. And I, once again, don't love hair either. Like, yeah. But I had also, when I was working at that first salon, I said, I'm not offering waxing until I can do, I get more advanced classes. So we did go take a whole bunch of advanced classes. So I got really pretty good at that. Right. And when I left, that's all I did mm-hmm. was waxing because I could afford to do that. And it was quick. Right. So then I did the hair school for a couple months, hated that, dropped out. And then, but I had a lease, so I had to stay for the year. Right. And then when I moved home and then I did get pregnant a few months later and then, you know, that was a ter- like, he was a terrible person, which, mm-hmm. so, which was good. Cause he's like, well, I'm still a terrible get, yeah. person, but he's like, get rid of the problem. I'm like, don't call me. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> I and did. I Goodbye. did. Goodbye. And so we, um, so I got like a regular job because I was going to have a baby. So I worked at the gas company and then I waited tables at night and I'd wax during lunches. And that's a lot when yeah. you sleep. And I finished my a degree. I was like, I better finish school. So I finished my, um, I have an, degree. I have a business, an associates in business right the month before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. And then the job I was working also helped pay for your degree. So I went ahead and I needed the loan money to help pay for daycare really. Mm-hmm. 
So I finished my bachelor's in 2012. And, but then Heidi and I started working together. So it's been almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And so I think we were working together when I was finishing that degree. You did. Yeah. yeah. You were still finishing school at the and very beginning. So I have a shit ton of loans. So yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you know what? It hit me one day. I was working. My daughter was like 18 months old. And I was like, I am never, because my boss kind of said something about it being a supplemental job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for peop women to kind of work. And in this company, it was almost, it was all women at, at, in the assistant. You right. Know, You're parts. like secretarial yeah. part, pool, whatever. Exactly. And I looked at him and he was like, oh, he knew because he knew that I, it was just me bringing money in. Mm -hmm. So I figured out I was making $15 an hour, what it would take to make $20 an hour. Um, so to, I went ahead and was like, hmm. so I was waxing at lunch and I was like, I make more money in this hour than I make eight hours working at this job. Yep. And I was like, and the other girl that I was working with made it really easy to quit because she was having an affair with one of the guys and it was terrible. Yeah, and it, was a it was a real shit toxic, show. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. So it made it easy. I was like, okay, I'm done. And we went to work together. And really within six months, I was able to quit working. And I was just picking up shifts at the bar to kind of fill in. Well, with, and, and you were, I mean, you were going through some shit at the well, time. Well, that wasn't, yeah, that was when, I mean, that was like a year like, later. Like a year later, but, yeah. but even so, like, I remember you, <laughs> I remember you just making appointments like willy-nilly, like well, all this, the time. But this started even when my, when Heidi and I went in together because I was just trying to book people and I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever, let's just book. And, but she's like, I worked every day this yeah. week. And, and I I'm thought, like, what? Right. And I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm picking up shifts at the bar. I'm and I have this baby. A baby. And, and she's like, why are you doing that? She's like, set a schedule. And I was like, oh, because I had the same idea that a lot of you have that I have to make myself available to fill my books. You do not have to make yourself available. You set a schedule. People come during that schedule. I am not coming at midnight to wax you. Well, and then generally they respect you a little bit more yeah. because you've made a schedule. Right. You, if you respect yourself, they'll respect you. Right. And that was, but it just took that and I was like, oh shit, you're right. But so we did that. And then really within six months though, my book started filling. I didn't have to do yeah, a within, second job. When the, It was like within six months, you were like, I'm not going to bartend anymore. And yep. I was like, good. Yep. And then because she was so tired all the time. Like but I, I had just, to do it. I needed it financially. Needed, yeah. And you do what you have to do. But I was still there every day for my clients. Mm -hmm. I you know, I wasn't canceling on them or anything. I think I've only called in sick like once for myself and once for my daughter. Well, and you called in sick for me. Yep. And once for you. And- but those were issues that I had to. Right. I did not call in because I was tired. You just right. pump yourself up and you go in and you work. Yeah. And then, you know, a few years later, I had some other, some legal stuff with my daughter's sperm donor and his family. So we went through that. Took Oh, my God. If any of you have dealt with the court systems, it's like two years, two and a half years. Yeah. And then that finally got settled. They're out of our lives. Thank goodness. And we, my daughter was able to get her passport and go to Italy for the first time when yeah. she was five. Um, so, and then my books have just filled so much that actually during, and during, um, right after a shutdown last year, I went down a few hours and yeah. I'm even full, 
more full now than I was before. Well, we but both I've also, made we both made more money this in 2020 than we did in 2019. Yep. And really, what it comes down to though is I've gotten faster. Yes, I'm very good at selling retail. Yes, and not just to push it on anybody. I know what people need. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clients have been coming to me for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I have some that have been coming to me for 16. Right. Um, but learning to read your clients mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. And for me. I don't need a lot of extra classes on waxing because I'm good at it. It doesn't change that much. I mean, it doesn't change once you know what you're doing. I mean, there might be new products that come out right. and you can maybe look into that. But but I found a wax. I was there's lucky. not like 50 different techniques right. on how to wax. Well, and I found a wax I loved right out of the gate. Right. I have not really had to change anything. I found a product I love. I found a product, a skincare line I love that I personally use. Well, and are they developing waxes? Like they develop polish? Like they don't. They do are. They? Yeah. Are they? Oh, waxes are coming out all over the place. People Ugh. are developing their own line. I don't mess with it because I have something that works that I love and that I know how to work with and that is still makes it so I can do, you know, a seven minute wax. Mm-hmm. You're in and out, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, you know, over the last, what, well, probably five years, I've gotten like ridiculously fast. Yes. Like it's gotten like Heidi's clients will sit there and be like, oh my God, like she just has people in and out, in and out. Well, cause, and cause I'll, you'll, they'll be, they'll be with me for an hour and they'll, you'll see in that hour. Four you'll people see usually. Four or five, sometimes uh-huh. six. Yeah. Because you've had like, sometimes they'll come in, uh, like you'll have someone who does like just their face. Right. And they, that's literally five minutes and right. then they leave. And then you have someone and they're in there for 10 minutes and then they leave. So like seriously, almost every 15 minutes, you've got someone new in right. there. And so for an hour, that's, you know, like, and I, we have, I, there have been days where you've had like six people in oh. there in an hour and I'm just like, holy crap. Like there's no way I could do six people. No. You know, no. I, you know. That's like an all day thing for me. Right. And so now, you know, I'm getting more into the educating. I'm actually have a couple of people who are getting out of beauty school um, who are just estheticians who want to do waxing that I'm doing classes for just individual personalized because they want to get better. And at this point, I early, early on, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have been good enough to do it. But also at this point, I need people that I know that I've trained to send people to because really in our um, town here, there's not a lot of people who wax. No, there's a couple here and there, but I don't know of them very well. And honestly, they I don't even do everything. No. And so I want to have someone I can train and that I can say, you know what? I don't have time to do this back, but you, this person is amazing. I've trained him. I've worked with them and I know I can send someone to him. So I'm moving a little bit into that because I also, my hands hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky too, because when I learned to wax, they taught us a lot of great, like the standing, you know, I make sure that I change, buy new shoes every six months. I stand on memory foam. I wear comfortable clothes, like the way I stand, the way I sit when I do lashes, I have no back issues. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a hip issue only because it throws my hips off the way I stand. So I just go to the chiropractor. He puts me back in. I'm good. But my hands are just... It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to continue to do this forever because I can't. And I physically can't do the 10-hour days anymore, mm-hmm. which I'm doing two two of those a week mm-hmm. so that I can work just four hours or four days a week. And they're getting hard. Yeah, they, it is. It's harder as we get older. And it's just, and it's exhausting. And having my daughter be in middle school, I want to be spending more time with her. 
you know, there is a lot of that. Um, I just can't continue to do this forever. No. And I don't want to. I want to teach. I want to get into, we're doing the coaching. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still pretty new in a lot of the charging for the coaching and really perfecting our skills. Mm-hmm. But we really want to get where it's more full time right. into that kind of industry. Right. Because we, I mean, you guys know the fail rate for our industry is huge. A lot of times you'll get out of class, out of school and look five years later, there'll be like two of you still working and we don't yeah, want to see like, that. For real, that's a yeah. thing because we are the only two still working in our graduating class. And I don't know, it's like, what, 25 of us or something? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe even 30. more, maybe 30. And that's not a good percentage. And I know I'd like someone to be doing my hair in five, 10 years. You know, I just, mm-hmm. and I know that I still want someone to be able to do my nails and yeah. Not that you need a ton of waxing done when you're like 60, 70, <laughs> just because your hair stops growing. It and does. if you've been doing it forever. Yeah. But I would still. Like you're your mom. You just uh, like tweeze one hair right. under your knee. But or she something. does get the facial hair and mm-hmm. the underarms and stuff. So we still take care of that. But, you know, I just, I am. And the reason we started all of this, even with the podcast, it's something I've been thinking about for a couple of years. Like, do I write a book, whatever? Well, and Heidi and I started talking about it. And then we were like, let's do a podcast because we have just gotten to a point that was so exhausting watching people fail Mm -hmm. over and over. And the other thing is we'd have people continuously, hey, give me advice on how to start, how to start. And not everybody took it. So it's exhausting giving it to one person and they're not using it. Well, this way we just have a bigger reach. Well, and we also um, we're I guess we're both sick of where the industry has gone. Well, and not. And I know that some people listening to this might be like, oh my gosh, no way. Because when you get to a certain level or you live in a town where there's a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. the industry is not going to be totally terrible. No. But when you're in an industry where you're a small town, you're taught to be competition. Everyone is booth renting. There's not any education um, available really to us because we are, they're like, oh, just go to Colorado or Utah. We don't like our per capita is too small to actually bring anything in. And mm-hmm. we get that financially. Mm-hmm. It probably is. Mm-hmm. But for the group of people that we see that could be doing amazing and don't have that support, mm-hmm. this is what we are really diving into. Well, and if we're all honest with one another, we are not taught to work together well. No. I mean, I don't, I don't care where you're You get that later. Yeah. Once you get to a certain level, then they're like, oh, you're invited into this elite. Now you can totally be one of the, this, and then everyone's super open with it and they share and oh my gosh. And because we've all made it and we have war stories and we can, but when you're brand new and I think it's because people have been burned. Yeah. And I get that. Yep. And because the fail rate is so high, well, that they're and like, it's Ugh. harder. It's harder to get clients. It is. It feels more competitive because you know, and I think some of that depends on where you live. But it can be more competitive in smaller towns. Yes, where and it just feels more competitive because you know, if you screw up, there's 50 other nail techs right. that this person can go to, and so that's not necessarily what you want. But, um, you know, like I've just, we both noticed that there's a lot of um, unprofessional backbiting, gossiping, uh, ugly talk well, it's, in the industry. Yeah, there is. And I think what's sad is that people think that's what's going to get them ahead, where if we can actually show each other some love and compassion, this is a hard job. Mm-hmm. And it is a profession. Mm-hmm. 
happened, you know, I got to where people were like, oh, oh, I forgot you do that waxing thing. Okay. Well, I was absolutely insulted the other day when one of my client's boss called her and she's like, well, um, are you busy right now? And my client was like, well, yeah, I am busy. I'm getting my nails done. And she goes, well, then you're not busy. Right. And I was like, excuse me? Well, and then like one of Heidi's clients, who is one of the nicest women in the whole world, Mm. we were talking about like the stimulus checks. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got like this tiny little amount. And I was like, I was actually surprised I got it because I thought it was at this level of money that you had to make. And she's like, well, we got it, but she's like, and I said, oh, well, I only got this. She's like, well, that's not right. She goes, my husband works oil field. There's no way you make as much as him. And I just looked at her Mm -hmm. and she goes, so you make over six figures? And I'm like, "Mm." and she's like, huh? And she was like, oh, like she was super surprised because I was, I do make a lot more than normal, you know, estheticians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you are uh, you are d- definitely above average. I am, and but it was interesting the look on like because her daughter does hair. Well, and, and, that, and when she when yeah. you when you walked away, she actually said she said to me, she's like, I don't know. She goes, I don't know why I was so surprised about that because I know like she's like my daughter made like sixty grand this last year. Right. She's like, so I don't know why I was so surprised by that. Right. And, and I'm like, well, I think for some people... I think it's more imprinted that our industry doesn't. Well, that we're poor. Yeah, and that most of us struggle because or, sadly most of us do struggle. Well, and and honestly, when you're from the generation of... Or those gen- those earlier generations where you do it because you can't do anything else. Right. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. Right. You're not... You know, and so when that is how a specific job is looked at, right. then those things are, it's well, the crap that happens. The other thing people, it's another little like belief in the back of their head mm-hmm. is that because I'm not married. Yes. And because I do this all on my own, that they're very surprised that I'm successful. Although I do have to tell you, she also was like floored when we hadn't received a stimulus check. And I, and she was like, well, your husband can't make more than my husband. He, my husband's in the oil field. And I'm right. like, my husband is a doctor of pharmacy and he runs the pharmacy at right. the hospital. So yes, he can make more than your husband. Right. But I don't want to, like, I don't. Right. And, but, you know, so like, I didn't want, you know, like I didn't say that necessarily right. to her because you don't want to insult her. No, but, and she's super and great. she's not, that, she's not one of those people. Uh-huh. She is not someone who but is. But this is where I think it's just kind of an ingrained, like, well, you do nails, you do waxing. There's no way you could make more. Yeah. So and she, it's like, she just had a hard time that the two of like, us could make more than what her and her husband make. And I'm just thinking, um. Well, and people are always, I've actually had people say to me well, what does your husband do? And I'm like, oh, I'm not married. Like there's no other mm-hmm. person doing this. And they're like, oh, but you're so successful. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a good support system. Well, we also live in a place where the, that that is very conservative. Right. And so it comes down to a lot of times here where it's just an assumption made because we live in a very conservative Well, but I think state. the other part, and I'm more sensitive to this, like what I really don't like is when people are like, oh, you're a single mom, you must be blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, but there are a lot of single moms who are like, oh, well, I'm a single mom. So I need this kind of sympathy and this mm-hmm. and this and this. And, you know, there's 50% on each side, but I don't do this alone. I have, I have you, my parents have been amazing. My Mm -hmm. sister who isn't here, but she is a great support for me mentally. I have, 
I have great people in my life. Right. My daughter was not raised by like wolves. No. Well, sometimes. Um, well, but I mean, she might act like it, but we right. actually aren't wolves. Right. And so the big thing is that it surprises people too. They're like, oh, you're a single parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that, but I think that's another ingrained thing. It is. Because but- society has said like, oh, single parents usually end up on welfare and you're on this and this. No, I don't. And I really truly believe it is ingrained, but I also believe it's more ingrained in places like where we live than it is if you were like, if you were in New York City, if you were in in a really big city, it would not even be a thing. Right. But we live in a very conservative community. um, And Casper is big for Wyoming, but it is not big. And so, and it is very conservative. We have a lot of elderly people here. So we live in this, you know, bowl right where things are very boiled down to very simplistic like you know black and white where i think a lot of our listeners probably feel that though because a lot of well most of most people live in smaller yeah most people we don't all live in new york and denver and california like in la Mm -mm. most of us live in something small where we can raise our families and you know we can have like a great great life but we don't need to be I think I have mascara on, or maybe lipstick on my nose. I no. know it was white. I oh, um, but I really, really want to just put out there that you don't have to do this alone. Mm-mm. And though we run our businesses alone, we still are each other's support system. Oh, heck yeah. I have a support system to raise my child. And so you can make any of this work. And we give each other ideas. Like when when I see her doing something that doesn't make sense to me, I'm like, why are you doing that? And if she can explain it to me and I'm like, okay, I understand now. Right. But then there are times where I'm like, that's dumb. You shouldn't be doing that. Well, because we think differently. We do. On certain things. And we think in different outside of different boxes yeah you know so and then we'll be like oh okay that makes sense well and I think our level of scarcity is different too like you know you came from like you're not married and so you always feel that like you have to be the one to do everything and where I have always had because I got married fairly young right I've always had this other person to support you yeah who who was like you're doing a good job right I love you you're doing great right and you know my parents like I said have always been really supportive of this but it's not but they aren't at my house paying my bills and doing you know taking out the garbage and stuff exactly so really when it comes down to it like I love that I went into this industry I do too but um you can't do it forever no but what job do you want to work at forever like, I would love to be part of this industry forever. Yeah. But most people who get into this industry do not do the exact same thing their whole, like, 50 years in it. No, it's too hard. Yeah. And and, and you want to well, broaden an, your horizons. Well, and it's such an awesome industry that has so many avenues that you can take. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to stay doing just one thing. Right. So, and there's no reason to not share it with a newer generation. Exactly. So, no, I'm very happy I kind of fell into this <laughs> but it's been one of the best decisions and it's one of the things I've done the longest well and it's a little bit of kismet because we met each other and even though uh it took us like five years right. or something for us to actually become ingrained in one another's lives right. it was like five or six years um 
we would meet each other off and on. And right. that is such a huge thing right. that has happened because it has added to both of our right. lives. And it's added a support system for both of us right. that we didn't have before. And our children actually like each other. And they do like each other. Well, and it's, you know, had you started school in the fall instead yeah. of that January, yeah. we would have never met. We yeah. would have never crossed paths, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Had I started and been like, oh, I'm going to start later. Yeah. Would have never, there would have been right. no way we there would have crossed just, paths at all. There was just something in there. That, Bigger in the universe. Yes, in Heidi, the universe. Heidi is expanding her. I'm trying to expand. Um, viewpoint about the universe. Yep, I'm trying. She is. She's getting, there's a little crack in there. There's so I just, crack. I shove crystals in there every now and then. <laughs> she shoves, she just throws rocks at me. Right, I'm like, here's another one. <laughs> and another one and another one. She's like, why do you keep giving me rocks? I'm like, stop hitting me with rocks. They're crystals. Yeah. But I, you know, like, so really, I also want to tell you guys, like, let yourselves be led somewhere as well. Yes. If it feels like it's where you're supposed to go, go. Right. You it may be weird and you may right. not totally understand it, but if it feels right, but you don't just have do to it. force everything. No. It does not everything has to be hard. No. Us working together, us starting a business, even like when we had to move, right. everything has happened and it's happened when we needed it to happen. Oh yeah. You know, like the place we were in before flooded and bam, there was this an opening on the other side of the same freaking building. Yeah, upstairs with windows. Yeah, where where we could, you know, move. And we were like, what? And it literally just like I was driving by one day and I'm like, that's open. And we had just flooded. Yep. And so, bam, we were yep. like, okay, let's just do this. Yep. So, you know, and then the pandemic happened and we were like, why aren't we doing a podcast? Let's just do a podcast. Yep, let's just start like, it. Let's just do this now. And so, like, th- things happened this year for us. Which I'm sure not everyone feels this way, but I think sometimes if you just open yourself up and you allow things to happen to you, they will just happen to you. And everything that we have done, uh, everything, we almost everything we did in 2020 fell right into our lap. It really was something that none of it felt like we shouldn't be doing it. Nope. Every corner we turned, everything was like, okay, this is your next thing. And we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, here's your next. Okay. Everything. Everything was exactly where it was supposed to be. So the big thing is you can have big dreams, yes, but you don't have to force the journey. Yeah. And if you are forcing it, if you're trying to shove yourself into a box that you don't fit in, maybe you need to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, and keep doing the education, keep doing the things that inspire you and take this coaching class and, or, you know, improve yourself, improve this, take this, nail class or you know go to this show even Mm -hmm. if it's virtual do all these things Mm -hmm. but at some point you have to kind of look back and be like oh I have come really far yeah and I am closer even though it is not the path I thought I would take right the universe has a way of doing whatever it wants anyways yeah it's going to send you down whatever path it feels is best for you and usually if you listen it makes it a lot easier on you it makes a lot of sense too yeah it does the fact that everything that we did in this last year just happened and I was like what I know and she's really opening up to the universe idea I am and but only, and I think only because everything literally fell in our yeah. lap, like everything. Cause I would, I was like, cause you just kept saying like, stop fighting it. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's just happening for us. And, and I, when I sat back and I looked at it, I was like, you're right. But if, when we needed this, this happened, when we yeah. needed this, this happened. Yeah. So it was like a completely kind of a new experience for me. And so 
by looking back at what fell into our laps, I was able to then see that maybe not everything is so cut and dried. Nope. Sometimes you just kind of wander through the forest and look at all the amazing things that come up. Right. So, you know, spend some time in that, you guys, and really spend some time enjoying the journey. journey. Mm -hmm. Like, stop forcing it. Like, yes, there's stuff you have to do. Yeah, there's paperwork. I do it four in the morning so I can get checks mailed and this and that. But then I just always those things. There's always going to be those things. But then I sit and I drink my coffee and I appreciate you know, with a lot of gratitude, what is happening in my day, Mm -hmm. the fact that my books are full and that Mm -hmm. this week is amazing. And yeah, today was super busy, but it was awesome. And we had some great experiences in a class that we're taking. And, you know, we just have really let this flow the way Mm -hmm. it's supposed to, because it's obviously doing it anyways. Yeah. So really just take some time, even if it's just sitting in quiet for 10 minutes. And really, it's just looking at what you're grateful for. Looking at what you're grateful for. If you have to make a list or just sit with your eyes closed and just with all the love in your heart, just love the fact that you've worked this hard and that the universe is this willing to allow you to have this profession that you love Mm -hmm. and really just send this out there because when it goes out, it comes back tenfold Mm -hmm. and your business will be so beautiful and it will have people in it that you want to be there Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, open your eyes to the the beautiful journey. I mean, Mm -hmm. really, it's... Enjoy your journey. Exactly. It doesn't always have to be a struggle. Nope. Well... And on that... On that note... We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Jess. It was great having you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) 